Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Ninja Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Easy, and I'm joined by my co-host, a man whose lights are flickering like crazy. I love it. If you're watching the video podcast, Patty B's going through windows like no other. It's Patty B and TG. Hello. Sorry. Dude, you know what sorry? I got dark up. mode on my Google Docs now, so when I look at it, it doesn't Ooh. Like... Yeah. I should think about that. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a Chrome extension. You gotta get that. Gotta get that. Uh, we're not gonna talk okay. about Google Docs today. As nerdy as that could be for our nerd culture podcast today, we're gonna review uh season four of Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai never dies. Patty B. What's really funny? A little behind the scenes. Ooh, cracking open a cold one for Cobra Kai. I like it. Gotta gotta utilize my uh, my mug here. Nice fresh. Nice. Uh, Fresh one. Sorry. So no, you're okay. So behind the scenes a little bit, we were getting ready for this episode, and I don't know. I must text you Thursday or Friday because we were going to review season five, and I was like, "Hey, um, we never reviewed season four. So a little bit of a scramble this week to make sure that we got this knocked out." but yeah, but and instead of fantasy football quit this week, every week we like to start with a little fantasy football stuff for the Discord, things going on. I, I want to talk about I want to talk about being kind for a second, Patty B. Okay. Um so uh, at the time of the recording, it is Sunday the twelfth, and uh Mac Jones was just benched on the final drive of the um the Patriots game against the Colts, in which they lost, after throwing yeah. one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, if you get the chance to watch it, folks, the, that's great, but don't, what I don't like to see, I really hate it when I go on social media, and I see people tagging the players that are doing poorly, and like piling onto them. It is it is one thing to like tweet, oh man, I'm like, I'm kind of done with this, like, uh, you know, and he'll, they can sometimes see that too, but it, when it becomes like a personal, like, I don't know. I, I, I made a post on Facebook, Patty, where it's like, I really do feel like I, I have been over Mac Jones most of the season after the way he acted last year on the sidelines. I was like, okay, I think that this might not be the best job for him, to be honest. And, um, I, I think that it would be really hard, and I think that sometimes we need to put ourselves in the position for somebody to do something their entire life. Like this is all Mac Jones has done. This is all Mac Jones is. Is he's a quarterback? That's what he is. And so to have to finally come to the realization that your time is coming to an end. You're no longer going to be a quarterback, or you're no longer going to get to achieve your dream. Like that would be hard for anyone emotionally. And I just don't think that we need to make that harder by attacking people. Like, I, I just, I hope that, like, you put down your cell phone for a second if you're you're tweeting at a, at a player that lost you fantasy points or whatever and just think, like, is, is my getting on my frustrations worth what I'm typing? Yeah. Um, that, I think, I think that can be said for, for a lot of things. Um. Yeah, we see, like, it. we see it in nerd culture all the time. Nerd culture, like, yeah, with, with a lot of magic Twitter, because that's a, a lot of, um, 
and there there is like you want to be able to constructively express your feelings right but like just blasting someone and calling them calling them out just like it I'm not saying like I'm like completely innocent of doing stuff like this. I just think yeah. more often we should all take a step back and be like, what am what am I what am I putting out there? What's the energy I'm putting out here? Because like, listen, it's hard. The, the the your team, your Patriots fan, you're two and eight. Your quarterback has thrown an interception on the final drive of like six of those games, maybe more. At, leads the league in interceptions, but you know what? I bet he knows that. I bet he's aware. <laughs> I think I don't think you need to tell him. And I think about like um the number of uh like Cho Chang from the the Potter franchise having to look her social media after that movie. I think about the some of the Star Wars uh people, I think of Hayden Christensen. And just think about like I, I was thinking about driving today and and you know, if Mac Jones had instead been drafted by the 49ers, what would his career look like? Right? And, like, we're all a victim of our circumstances in a lot of ways. And, like, you know, I think that, you know, if, if whether it's a football player, whether it's an actor, whether it's a, a gamer, like, I don't know. Just We just need to be nicer. For sure. There's, there's a lot of dichotomy and just, like, it, it 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 feels very like we have to be against each other. There like there, there has to be conflict, but that doesn't have to be the case. Yeah, the conflict gets clicks, right? And like I think yeah. that life has become too much about the clicks and less about the people. So for sure. All right. Uh, if you want to talk about Hayden Christensen, fantasy football, uh, all things that are great like that, head on over to our Discord link in the show notes. Um. All right, nerd fact of the week. It is a Cobra Kai nerd fact, and I had to call Patty B to tell him this fact, and Patty B did not believe me. Patty I B. didn't know. Patty, how old do you think Ralph Macchio is? So, like, I figured it came out in, like, the 80s, right? So I figured he was, like, a teenager. It's, like, for the first Karate Kid. Uh, it was, like, which, mid-80s, which right? Which was not. Which... Yeah, it's apparently. <laughs> I was thinking like in his forties, you know, fifty something. Like yeah, so uh, Ralph Macchio, sixty-two years old, doesn't look it. No, he looks forty. He looks good for 40. him. <laughs> I uh, a lot of people say I look like younger than than I am too, especially when I don't have my my beard. Um, like it's hard to find wrinkles up here, so. Hopefully, I have the same kind of uh, success as Ralph Macho has had in um, looking young and deceiving us all for years. Because how old did you say he was when he was filming Karate Kid? I think 21 in the first one. Um, and That's then I, he crazy. Finished, he finished, I think I saw 32 by the end of his Karate Kid films. Jeez. That's wild. That can't be true, though, because is there something after Karate Kid 3? That movie came out in '89. Mm. What? What? Here's here's the thing, and I think I think this is the thing that really hammers it home for me is that William Zapka is only 58, and he looked way older than than <laughs> than uh, than Machio in, Machio in the first one. 
Like, he, he looked... Like, they were both supposed to be, what, like, 17 or 16? Yeah. And, like, if you were to have me guess which one of them was, like, in their 20s when filming The Karate Kid, it definitely would not... Billy looked older. It would have been Billy Zappa, yeah. Yeah. The true Karate Kid. The true Karate Kid. All right, let's dive in. Season 4. Where did we leave off, Patty B? What happens... At the end of season three, do you remember? I'm trying. I'm trying to pick back up. Uh, I watched all of season four yes yesterday and this morning. Did you? Um, yeah. <laughs> like fr- Friday night, a bunch of Saturday, um, and then this morning, um, I watched the last two episodes. So, uh, at the end of the end of. Uh, Season three, I believe, uh, we get a glimpse. Oh, they join up. Like, yeah. yeah. We get a glimpse of them joining up, standing in front of their combined dojo, uh, and they're ready to go. So that's kind of where we left off last time on the podcast. Uh, What are your first memories of watching season four? Uh, It was post-COVID. Well, like, like they filmed in 2021, so like that that was pretty big uh, as far as that. There was rumblings during that time of uh, like we were going to see Terry Silver this next season, and I think that was maybe some of my first like impressions. Of like, oh, we're we're going up a notch here because um, yeah, that dude was crazy. So I watched this immediately after watching season three the first time. So it was like a, it was actually like a pretty smooth transition that uh, kind of like I think you were blending some stuff on one of the one of the, two to three. Yeah, and like here, I expect that my brain might start to do that a little bit as well. But we, I, I remember, I don't want to get like into spoilers. Like if if you haven't watched it, um. You know, I, I do think that this one, this one's getting close. You know, it uh, mm-hmm. 20, 2022 is when it wrapped, I believe, or, or when it uh, finally finished airing. Uh, if it, well, if the awards are from twenty twenty two. That's why I say that. Patty. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Because this this one was actually nominated for Screen Actors Guild Award, Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award, and a Primetime Emmy. So, the, yeah. really, really strong season for uh, Cover Kai Season 4. And my, my first impression was... Uh, honestly, a bit of a letdown after Season 2. I, I was not as impressed with this one um, at the beginning of the season, I should say. Um, it, it, it falls into a lot of the things that I said are, could be better. It's just about the show in general. Um, but by the end of the season, it finishes really, really strong. And I really uh, loved the ending of this season. Yeah, um, I kind of equate this one, if we're talking Star Wars, this kind of feels like uh, Empire for me. Like, we have some, like, some, like the darkest timeline. Um, of events so 
did. I, I mean, it is it is a darker season, and yeah. I, I don't know that it's as dark as season five. We'll get into that uh, in the next couple of weeks, but it mm-hmm. it definitely takes on a tonal shift a little bit uh, in this one as as Silver joins the cast. Um, should we should we should we drop the charade and the and dive into our overall impressions? Let's do it. Let's dive in. Okay. So, kind of just like a high level look at uh, what we're reviewing. I- I'll go first. I I have a problem, and we'll get into this during could be better. But like, how long do Johnny and uh, and Danny end up working together, Patty? I mean. Not much, right? Like, like an episode and a half, like less than it's that. Pretty short time. It, yeah, it is such. This show has like a real problem with it, and we'll get into it good better. Of like setup, destroy, setup, destroy, setup, destroy, and it's like mm-hmm. it's so annoying. Um, well, there's like a lot of really good things about this. There's like we we always talk about the character growth in this show. Like I think last season we talked about Amanda's character growth. Uh, you know, we've talked about um Johnny's character growth. We talked about. Like, all of these opportunities for these characters to really get put through things and go through their paces. And this season had no shortages of that. Mm-hmm. What about yeah, you? Um, yeah, it it took... It's take, it's, I think this is kind of the, the shift from... The, we've gone to a full shift from it being about Johnny and um, and Danny to about the kids right um they they definitely well well they're still a big part right and and especially with the you know with the two leaders on each side um it it is i i found that the storylines that i was most connecting with and i thought were some of the best were um with the students uh I, I, I gotta ask, like, is there any? I guess we I don't really have a sub theme section of the show, but with that that shift, is there any like sub themes in this one? I think of bullying in this season is like a huge, mm-hmm. un, not only like the the in your face bullying that happens, um, but also like the way that Silver interacts, the way that like the way the types of bullying you encounter are different in this season and show different ways of bullying, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Whether it's, yeah. Silver with his various ways of, of manipulating and, and bullying people into doing what he wants to, you know, Kenny's experience with, um, with the LaRusso son. So. Yeah. Um, and also for what it's worth, uh, Johnny and like Johnny bullying his students and Sam calling him out on it. Sure. We even yeah. we even see some of that. So that that's kind of my overall impression. And like, if I were to give this season a theme, that would be it. Like, it is it's it is bullying. actually about bullying and the effects of bullying and things like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite character this season? Um, for this season, I do. Um, my favorite character for this season. It, it kind of goes into my like favorite main and then favorite side is um, is Robbie, like especially watching the last two episodes today, where like uh, are are we we good to go into spoilers now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so um, 
after the tournament, right? He he loses um, to uh, Hawk, and um, he he follows his dad to an like abandoned Cobra Kai um, dojo because they're they're starting expanding to other location, locations since, since they won uh, with Terry's big big plan to to modernize and brand it and make more. Um, and he just like, he, he sees all the things that he did wrong. Like I was trying to do better, right. I was trying to help this kid and like put him on my wing and like get him on the right path. But like he had taken such a, Kenny had taken a, a, a swift turn and he kind of saw that in the, in the, during the tournament. Um, and just like, I want to stop blaming you for things was one of the, another one of the lines that like struck me there. Um, so I, I think Robbie had some of the, the biggest growth and, um, there was a big focus, I think on the blending of style, right? Like where it's not all about defense. It's not all about offense and finding your way to win was, was big. Yeah, I love that. My favorite character... Well, let me add on to this, because uh, I was going to say Robbie, but I'm changing mine just because I'd like to get more more content in. Mm-hmm. I, I love Robbie's growth. I love Robbie's discovery in this, and I think that it goes really well into the next season, and uh, it's really cool. Uh, a character that... I, I really love this season, because she is has a harder time in her own journey and because of the way that it's presented is actually Tori. Um, you know, Tori feels like the only person people that have ever helped her, right. Are, um, Sensei Kreese and, and Sensei Lawrence, right. Like they're the only people to have listened They're the only people that, especially Kreese, right. Kreese specifically has made her feel, the, the the only the only person that she really feels has helped her, and that's hard, right? Because you have Amanda uh, Larusa coming in and offering real help, right? Like real meaningful conversations, real meaningful help. Like she really does care, and I think for Tori, it's really hard to understand the difference between the manipulation of Sensei Kreese and understanding is Amanda trying to take advantage, like, what is what is in it for Amanda, right? Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I think that Tori actually handles it really well, especially by the end of the siege, and she's getting, she's seeing the problems and trying to battle them and trying to overcome the, these things that, that, the same thing that happens with, uh, with Robbie, right? Like, but she doesn't know where to go. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't have an out, like, it's not like Johnny's there to, to pick her up and and help her the way that there's for Robbie. So she's stuck like, you know, what do I do? How do I make this person sense increase happy while also understanding that like, I want to do it the right way. And I don't know if I'm being taught the right way. It's a really complex character. And I think we talked about that in season two, how complex she was, but she, she goes through it this season and yeah, I think a lot of doing it the right way comes in season five. Yeah, for what it's worth, absolutely. But but the those seeds are sowed here, right? They're set up mm-hmm. here. Yeah, especially yeah with with the way that um, 
Amanda like says her groceries, right? Like does the actual kind of help. And it's it's hard for someone who everybody has an angle, like her aunt, right? Who's just like waiting, like, where's my where's the you know disability payment? It's like and it, it's crazy that kind of stuff like happens. And um it, it's hard to get over like what's your angle. Um and I, I did love that with, with Amanda LaRusso and, and with Tori. Yeah. Uh, any any favorite storylines for you this one? Um, I I think the it coming down to the the girls, right? Having that the whole setup for the the All Valley Fifty One, um, and the the way that they have like structured. <clears throat> let's see, let's see if I can say this right, like they, the, they, the team I, they, yeah, the way yeah. the way they set up the the team tournament and then how like how they displayed the entire story. And they they brought that that girls fight between Tori and um, and Samantha just like to the fore to the forefront and, and kind of the pinnacle know. of that relationship. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's what I was going to say too. No. It, it's a really it's really great, and it also goes into kind of what I was talking about with Tori, where like she does she feels what she feels, and she has a reason for feeling it, and um, yeah, I, I I think that the one, I think mean, the storyline of like the the three dojos uh, and it coming down to you know Miyagi Do versus Cobra Kai at the end is is really cool and having it be you know Kreese's pupil versus Danny's pupil, right? Like, I mean, it's all it's all very you know poetic and it also for the kids had that like you said that defined meaning from from that relationship. What's wild too is like I feel like I was, at least on the villain side, where like we're talking about Tori, like um, I felt sympathetic for the kids, right, who are in Cobra Kai, right? Like I felt like I love Robbie. I love felt sympathetic for for Tori's situation and Kenny's situation, even though they're the people leading them are you know, these these pieces of crap. Um, it. It was an interesting, interesting, like seeing that. Like, why am I feeling that way for the kids, but like, not for Cobra Kai as like a whole? Yeah, no, I love that. I think, um, I think my favorite story. Like, I'm gonna, I want to go back to the bullying thing because as as we're talking about this, I'm thinking more about like you think about the way that Stingray was treated, mm-hmm. right, and how it impacted, how it has the impact on the show. And the more I think about it, I do think that the storyline of, like, how bullying impacts people is my favorite storyline of this season. Whether it be Sam bullying Tori, Tori bullying Sam, whether it be, you know, Crease bullying Stingray, whether it be Anthony bullying Kenny. Um, that, that whole, the, I mean, the, the Kenny-Anthony storyline, for example, is a huge, huge overarching theme of this season. It goes into mm-hmm. your favorite character, right, Robbie, and like what he sees, um, mm-hmm. and, and his opinion of Anthony and his opinion of Larusso after watching that unfold, right? And um, I don't know. I, I think that if if 
I were to highlight a storyline, it would be maybe that of Anthony and Kenny and the the lessons to be learned there. I mean, you see at the end of the season, I think it might even be the last episode, Anthony trying to apologize, like, hey, man, like, I messed up. Mm-hmm. And, at the tournament. Yeah, and then Kenny just not... The crap out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Not accepting it, and... Yeah, like, high school's gonna be hell for you. See you there. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It's... Like... It's so hard, and it's such a... It's such a problem, um, especially, like, I don't know if you remember junior high, but, like, junior high sucks for everybody. I often say that to people. Um, you know, I've had I've had parents uh, who are magic players, you know, talk to me about, like, their kids in junior high um, that are these magic players that are going into this, this situation. I'm like, junior high sucks for middle – junior high, middle school sucks for everybody. Nobody is actually happy. Like, it's all – Everybody feels like they're the worst and everybody's so much better than them. And like it, everybody has a bad time there. And for these kids, like it's, it, it's amplified from like parental drama from, you know, trying to discover themselves. I mean, Kenny got the, the worst of like, you know, the, the gaslighting. It's horrible stuff done to him. Yeah, yeah. Like really bad stuff. And Stealing his clothes from the locker room. Yeah, just... Like... Yeah. It's sad. It's really sad. And I think that... I haven't finished season five yet, so I, I hope that there... That something good uh, happens there. We'll see. But, you know, the growth that Anthony displays in this season, learning from his mistakes, um, especially after, in all honesty, Danny learns from Johnny on maybe having yeah. a different approach... It's really cool. Yeah, I was about to say, like, what? <laughs> like, literally employing. And what's crazy, too, is, like, that happened, like, before the tournament. And so it didn't really, like, I don't think he realized he was doing it. And it didn't really click until middle of the the tournament. Right. Um, so, like, that, that was kind of interesting that, like, he, that Danny showed him, you know, you can have a fire. Um, right. or whatever, Johnny showed him that he can have a fire and be, um, you know, it's okay to, to use aggression. It's just picking your spot. Yeah, I mean, that that comes to a culmination for, for like you said, Danny, when, you know, they're talking to Hawk, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Hawk or, and... And Sam. Bef- and Sam, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Could Be Better. So this isn't a segment where we tear the thing down. This isn't a segment, just like, Things that we think could have made this a little bit better. Things that, um, you know, uh, we frame things as ways to improve rather than things that we hate. And mm-hmm. I, I just have the same one. I just, um, it feels like no, nothing can happen for like more than an episode or two. I did look and it does, it does actually look like Eagle Fang and Cobra Kai were together for three episodes. Um, but it felt shorter than that. Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do? Oh, Miyagi-Do, thank you. Yeah. It felt shorter than that. So maybe that's just like a perception in my mind um, that maybe is it could be better on my part. But, you know, I think that... I, th- I think that it's a, it's a little bit of a problem. It's actually less of a problem in this season than other seasons. Where, like, mm-hmm. there are a couple of episodes where things go on, have longer storylines, Um but it, it does feel like good things can't happen for very long in this show. 
And maybe that's just part of it being a drama, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, kind of what we alluded to before as well with like, it kind of has a slow start, um, which is crazy on a, on a fourth season show, right? Like, uh, and I think part of that is just because of the like the moratorium on fighting like each other. Yeah. But, like before the tournament starts. They also have to set up multiple characters, right? They have to set up right. Silver. They have to set up Kenny. If, like, there's a lot of setup that has to happen in this season. Right. Um, so, like, I get why it happened, but it, like, yeah. because of that setup, it led to a little bit of a slow start. Yeah. Is that actually be better for you? That you felt like it started yeah. a little too slow? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any others. Do you? No. Uh, so it's great. Let's talk about Lovitz. What are your biggest Lovitz this season? Oh, man. The first one, I, I think it's like the first scene of the season is um like uh terry silver playing the piano in like at his at his place and just like you you feel unhinged like you, you like you can you can feel that coming from it but you don't it's not like explicit um so that was something that i i love to start what about you uh, my, my first love it is, um, I, I think that the scene between Sam and Miguel before Sam's fight, where, like, Miguel is just in his head, like, it was a really powerful scene for both of them. Um, so that, that one's the first one. I'd say my second biggest one uh is i think we kind of covered it like uh the moment where where danny uh is is teaching anthony and like using a different method of parenting and understanding that all your kids aren't going to be the same and like they're going to have to have different ways of doing things to that are more or less effective with different people is is really good parenting advice for what it's worth i love how they they wrote off um his brother's spouse right like as kind of this airhead and then like she goes deep into their parenting like so why do you love the one kid more than the other <laughs> that is a good uh, and, and what watching them them freak out oh, when the man uh, hat, like grab tries to grab the notepad the yeah, this is the test <laughs> yeah what are you writing <laughs> just yeah feeling feeling accused um any other big love for you? I, I love. Oh, I loved prom night. That was so fun, and uh, it added to like when 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 Tori and Robbie finally got together. I was like, all right, this feels right. That's a, that's a. Really they're such good one. dancers. Yeah, that that was a really really good one. Uh, you did remind me. Um, oh crap! No, I just forgot. Hold on. I've got another one I can I can do. Yeah, if, go ahead. Uh, so another one that I have is um, with as far as like growth and um, is actually Eli, you know, Hawk this season, where like it, during the moratorium they they corner him and and shave his mohawk and he loses all of his confidence, um, and throughout the season. 
he's kind of he's kind of in the dumps, uh, and uh, his his friend helps um, bring him back. Right, the binary bros, and um, at the at the end, like Moon giving him his actual like like you can, yeah. you see the like physical shift when he like hopped on the mat and like you love his mat hop. You said that, that in energy. season one too, huh? You said that in season his little mat hop he does. Oh, you yeah, said that. Yeah. You said that in season <laughs> one too. There's there's just so like the energy behind that is is infectious. I love it. Um, I do have another one. It's not the one that I was trying to remember, um, but I do love it when Robbie teaches Cobra Kai uh, Miyagi-Do uh, karate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, I think that it is... Uh, it Obviously, there's a huge part in the tournament, but it also, just to show the type of person that Robbie is, um, where he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's not above learning and understanding things it's a really good really good bit yeah showing like that's a that's a huge hole right where like if you're just all offense and no defense like you're you're gonna get got yeah absolutely. so um and this kind of goes into the very end of the season another love it i had is you know with with um Sholo's character, uh, Miguel, deciding to not fight, right? To to not go and then hopping on a bus, right? To, to go down to Mexico City to, to find his dad. Like the, that whole, um, the, with, with Johnny getting drunk again, right? And like that, that storyline kind of came to a head as well with like them, him saying, I love you. To, to Johnny and then say, I love you too, Robbie, right? Just, like, broke him. And he just, like, wasn't right for the tournament. Um, and he recognized that, like, after he got hurt of, like, I'm not going back out there. Yeah. I'm going to go find my dad. Yeah. So. It's a, good, it's a, it's really, it's a cool. really good moment. I do remember the last one that I had, and it is the, it is the teenage angst. <laughs> That Sam feels when her dad texts her, and he's like, "Don't do anything I wouldn't do," and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna," and she jumps off the roof, um, to the other right. rooftop. That I like that moment a lot. Yeah, that that was pretty sick. We're just like, we're not jumping. <laughs> uh, like, oh yeah, with the mattresses, just try not to miss them if you fall. Uh, let's rate it on a scale of zero to five. Zero being people should not watch this. To if they've gotten this far, they gave up on Cobra Kai. Or, you know, how would you rate this on a scale of zero to five? It's a five. A five. It's your empire. I love yeah, it. I mean that. Like that's what I compared it to. An empire of the five. So yeah, I think I think that I would give this a five too. I actually think it's like one of the better seasons. Uh, a lot happens in the season. A lot of growth, a lot of setup too. Like it has really good setup uh, that you're really excited for the next season of Cobra Kai, and I think that that's pretty awesome. Uh, bonus, rake me over my candy takes. What does that mean? You eating the pumpkin? Not as bad as you quote. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I Whatever. said you, you destroyed me on Twitter. I just want to be clear. <laughs> I posted on Twitter. What are the three worst candies? 
outside of candy corn. I didn't say anything about the pumpkin candies you're eating. Everyone else said candy something. Corn. They're not. Actually, if you ask the people in the reply to me on Facebook and Twitter, those are worse than candy corn. Listen, man. It's all good. Like you love, speaking of bullying love, over love what like you love. Bullying. Love what you <laughs> How is this cyberbullying? Uh that one, those aren't candy corn. Those are pumpkin uh they're called like something pumpkins. They're Marsh- mellow cream pump- mellow cream pumpkins. Mellow cream pumpkins. Um which is the same thing that's used to make the candy corns, which are is not as bad as people say. And pixie sticks get all over and it's like, Holy crap. All right. Uh, one, I cannot believe that you're saying that that's better than a pixie stick. Uh, but it's fine. Like, it love is. what you love, man. I will. Yeah, my wife <laughs> loves candy corn. That's cool. I mean, it's a it's a point of contention in our marriage, but you know, we get, we get, we get through it. Yeah. We get through it exactly. We um, get through it. We move on. If, um, but I wanted to make get that on there since we were kind of close to Halloween and we were talking about oh, yeah, you know the bullying theme of this episode. It. We didn't get to do our Halloween episode. That's totally fair. Right. What's the best candy, in your opinion, Patty? Oh, man. I will always go for a Snickers. That's fair. Like, it has all the different things, and it's just the perfect little blend. Snickers or Twix. Yeah. It's got to be something chocolatey. Yeah. So, I I do have a belief. Uh, that Twix is the objectively best candy bar. And I I think that when I say objective, I don't mean like, it's not like one, I do have a bias because Twix is my favorite. But two, if you don't like nuts, your go-to is often Twix. Because it offers sure. that same kind of like crunchiness, chocolatey, caramel stuff that like the Snickers people mm-hmm. love. And it's not like anybody that loves Snickers isn't like, no, I hate Twix. Because Twix mm-hmm. is like non-offensive deliciousness. So like if you were to like if you were to like um, rank vote candy bars across like the U.S., I bet Twix would win the presidential uh, candy bar election. Just, just because just, just because we get the vote of the non yeah, votes. Yeah, exactly. It would either be that or Reese's, right? Like it has to be one of those two that would win. But Twix is my favorite. Reese, Reese's is Shelby's favorite candy. So yeah, it's Reese's is delicious. My yeah. my family, my son and my wife both hate peanut butter and both love Reese's, and it doesn't make any sense to me. What? How I know. is that possible? They say it's different. It's just the, the Reese's peanut butter is just different, they say. Uh, if you want to talk okay. uh, to Patty P about his love for candy corn, where can they people do that, Patty P? They can find me on X at Patty PMTG. Find me at He's a Game Go on the show at Needs Nerd Pod. Like, sub, and review. Best way to support the show. Patty B, no Patty Poll this week. Uh, unless unless you no. change your mind, but yeah, we yeah, we'll see everybody next week with a brand new episode of the Need to Nerd podcast.